Support for WVIK comes from Kathleen Collins at the Dragonfly in Bettendorf. Using both conventional and alternative counseling methods for empowerment to help create change for individuals and couples. More information is at KathleenCollinsCounseling.com. Support for Talking Art comes from Quad City Bank and Trust, providing consumer and commercial banking as well as trust and asset management. For more information, visit QCBT.bank or stop by one of QCBT's five locations. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with William Campbell, a composer whose latest album, Together We Rise, will be released on April 28th. Welcome, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, and thank you for joining us. And you are a prolific composer and have written scores for film and theater, as well as music for choirs and orchestra, and so much more. But this latest work is an album of piano and electronics. How do you describe it? Yeah, so this is synthesizer, piano, electronics, all in one. Um, And it's like neoclassical music is how I describe it. Um, For those that are really steeped in this area, it's a post-minimalist score. A lot of the pieces have these patterns that are derived from music that you might have heard from Steve Reich or Philip Glass, Michael Nyman, um, and even... Uh, in the style of Ludovico Einaudi. So these are some of the folks that um, some listeners might be aware of. Um, It's definitely music intended to help uh, get people thinking about um, issues uh, that that can bring us together. Well, it's been described as anthemic, and I loved yeah. that word because it it uh, does seem to to ring true. And um, I know you've you know you create musical soundscapes. The title "Together We Rise" is yeah. quite evocative. What were you thinking about, or what were you preoccupied with when you when you composed it? Yes, so I wrote this um, during that piece. I wrote back during the pandemic, really, and I just felt so much disconnection from all of us. And it was like, not only that, but also after the 2016 election and everything that happened, no matter what side you're on, you can feel this divisiveness between us. And I really am a believer that if we can come together, we can do so much more than individually or even smaller groups. And that's what this music is about. It's about rising, literally rising together, not only individually, but although that's really super important. We've got to be okay in our own selves. But we also, as we um, come forward as our own individual self, we can rise with other people and help them along the way. Mm-hmm. I think we all are tired of the discord and are really yearning for a time when we all pull together. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's also part of nature. You, you know, uh, you can't have true harmony without all these different notes that are being sounded. So everybody should be able to do what they need to do to be themselves and be lifted up for that. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned earlier when we spoke that there was this idea, idea of a social contract that you mm. had when you were a child. And, yes. And, uh, and I love that, too. And I think we sometimes just need to be reminded of that. It's true. I, I really did. Uh, I, I was taught that um, not only this country, but other countries and people around the world are moving 
forward in ways that will help each other and help the planet and, uh, and, and the way that we live on it. I mean, the planet will survive, but who knows about us? You, well, know? you never know. And, and so uh, I, I just believe in this social contract that if we can all work for the common good, that it'll do us as individuals good as well as everyone else. And that's a, just a, a central tenet of me as a person. And I think other people resonate with it too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's listen to a portion of the title song. showcase the underlying melody very effectively here, switching effortlessly, it seems, between different musical genres. You can hear elements of jazz and blues at different times. What was your intention with that? Yeah, I was trying to help convey the ideas, again, that um, every person and every uh, expression is important here, and that without any of them, we're not quite complete. And so let's celebrate the diversity. Let's um, allow for these individual ideas to come forward and flourish so that it's like a garden. You know, you don't plant just one thing in your garden. Mm -hmm. That would be, um, well, rather monocultural. And I think that what we really need to make a real richness out of our life is to be able to experience other people's perspectives and to be able to share our own. And that's that's why I wove in elements of classical jazz, blues, and even some others in that title track, Together We Rise. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very soothing and hypnotic, and, oh, and nice. you use repetition with, with patterns and the rhythms and and mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's really lovely. You you designed this work as a concept album, as a as a yeah. unified whole. And most composers are very intentional about the order of songs on an album. But in this case, it's it's important. It's it's uh, it's necessary even to listen in sequence. Yeah, I think from the so. beginning to the end. Yeah, for sure. It it really is important. I think although individual pieces can be listened to on their own and enjoyed certainly on their, uh, you know, as individual tracks. But um, back when Schubert was writing song cycles, uh, you would go to a concert and hear all 45 minutes of, of the all the songs in a row. Um, you hear Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique, all these program music pieces, all, you know, all movements played in a row. Or you'd sit down to a concept album produced in the 70s or even current um, artists making other concept albums, and you listen to the whole thing. The idea is to immerse yourself in that sound world, to take it all in, uh, in context, uh, so that the whole thing can just wash over you and through you, and hopefully make a little difference in your mm-hmm. life. Well, there's almost a storytelling aspect to it when you yes. sit down and listen closely, and it's it's almost you can um, you know there's analogies to theater. Mm, yeah. And so I love that in terms of the structure. The you know the first track is entitled "Invitation," and it mm-hmm. really is this prelude of sorts. It invites us to, you know, accompany you on the journey. Indeed, Mm -hmm. yes. And I wove in on the piano part of Invitation some elements of and motifs from uh, music you're going to hear later on in the album. So Mm -hmm. it's all cyclical. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is uh, which harkens back to the natural world, and so much of this <laughs> yes. is centered around that. We'll talk about the language of that in a in a little bit, and um, you know, after invitation, let this darkness be ends very in a very quiet, reflective way, and and mm-hmm. then the uplift bega- begins because, and you know, in good in a good musical score, <laughs> there's this tension and this back and forth between the quiet and the the louder, uh, this, more bold portions. Yeah, because you know, even if we want our lives to be filled with with light, there's also these shadows that come into play, and we have to be okay with the darkness, even within us. Otherwise, it can kind of take over, mm-hmm. you know. And we all notice that in the uh, dark pandemic shutdown times, um, <laughs> that that sometimes those shadows would um, kind of take over. And we need to disperse those and, and to move through that, but but not not completely let them go. They're important aspects of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So in in everything we, we, we have these these uh, things that m- maybe we don't think are productive, but they're necessary parts of life too. So you go through this darkness, you go through the light, you you you're, you're moving forward. Maybe you're standing still a little bit. It's all part of the natural flow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last song on your on the first side is "Web of Life," which yeah. is uh, which is very you know uplifting. <laughs> mm, yeah, and and then it spills over to part B, which is this just this beautiful section. Uh, the first song on side B is "Drive All Night," and it's the link between the two sides. Um, mm-hmm. What's the story behind this particular song? Yeah, well, there's a, a couple things. Uh, one is I was well when I travel, and especially on the freeways. Um, things get really loud out there. And especially with all those semi trucks that are going by you all the time. And so I was trying to bring out the low rumbling of those semi trucks as they'd go by, or you'd be driving by and there's the wind and there's the, the motion, the rumble, all of that within there. And also trying to play all the parts of various instruments. Or like, if if you think of me as like a one man rock band, just at the piano, you know, playing like that. But of course, elements of classical music and and jazz and everything else that I'm playing. So those are the two things, trying to convey that sense of being on the freeway, trying to get maybe to the next gig or trying to get back home, um, but also being the full group at mm-hmm. the piano. But you were driving back here from yes, Tucson, it's true. I think, when you initially conceived Yeah, from it. Tucson, Arizona, with one of my sons, back here to Davenport, Iowa. Which is a long way. It is a long journey, <laughs> but through a lot of wonderful country. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you use your left hand on the piano when you're playing mm-hmm. that bass, you can, you can um, you know, it is very reminiscent of drums. And I had never really thought about it until you uh-huh. said that this was conceived on a road trip, that it was the large semi-tracks going Yeah. Semi-trucks cool. going by, and Thank Sanctuary you. Suite finishes the uh, second yes. side, which is a collection of four different songs, Approaching the Summit, Sacred Ground, Sanctuary, and Lessons from the Sparrow. So... Your language choice is as beautiful as the songs here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, those... I I sometimes struggle with titles, uh, not so much in these cases. So Approaching the Summit is literally, um, when you you are a, a, a climber, the approach is is as important and it helps you get to where you need to go so that you can scale up to the summit and that's all completely metaphorical because 
what I'm looking for here is to try to tell the story that sometimes we just need some perspective on our lives and we need to get up above everything else so that we can understand that we're all part of everything, which is why the next piece in this is sacred ground, rem- reminding us of our, our rootedness, what we're rooted in, who we're connected to, and, and to remember that when, in, when we're in times of strife, that we can draw on that as a personal strength. That moves us into this idea of sanctuary being surrounded, in my mind, in a chapel of trees, completely communing and connecting to the world around us, which <laughs> then we're reminded of that um, with the last piece on that suite, which is called Lessons from the Sparrow. And this is special because I took the sound of a white-throated sparrow, so common here in the Quad City area, and really anything above a certain latitude in North America. This sa- song of the sparrow I recorded, but I also was playing around with it at the piano. I recorded that song as part of a whole soundscape of birds in an area here in Davenport, Iowa. And I've used that in this piece as the basis, as the main motive that I wrote all of the music around for this piece. And I even included that recording in this album at the beginning and at the end of that track. Mm, Well, let's hear a bit from that song, Lessons from the Sparrow. Connection to the natural world seems very evident here, and there are important lessons that we need to be reminded of. Um, You know, the sparrow is very symbolic uh, throughout indigenous cultures, in religious texts. It's surprising what the what the sparrow has. You know, it's been alluded to um, symbolizing joy and community and teamwork, which is the Mm. essence, really of what you're expressing on this album. There it is. Mm -hmm. That's a great interpretation. You've unlocked a secret code there. It's amazing. Yeah, so to to really end, um, I mean, there there is a reprise of of Together We Rise at the very end, but really to end the material with with that sparrow going out and singing its song, and and as you said, of, of joy, of, you know, coming together in community, um, just a beautiful way to, to, to end that and to be reminded of those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, it's one of the smallest birds, but yes. every creature in it's, this natural world is important. It has important. an essential role. Absolutely. I mean, without the bees, we don't have flowers or anything that can really... And, and all the other pollinators, we, you know, life as we know it here on this planet would go away from this very smallest thing to the very largest. And we're part of the web of life, too. And mm-hmm. it's good to remember. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, Bill, we have been so fortunate to have you in our community. Oh, thank you. you. Yeah, you are uh, currently a professor of music at, at St. Ambrose University, though we'll soon be moving on it's true. to the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations on that. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate mm. it. And you've composed very successful film scores. I think people are always mm-hmm. surprised to hear that 
someone here in our community. You've been nominated twice for an Academy Award in both 2019 and 2021. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And then in between, um, an Emmy uh, nomination for some work that I worked on with the uh, the Rundles and Fourth Wall Films, mm. who are located here. Yeah. So I'm assuming with with your upcoming move, you are are you carving out more time f- for yourself to compose them? Yes. So the reasons for the move are really to focus on creativity mm. and to be closer to family. Yeah. You know, we've loved our time here in the Quad Cities. We have our best of friends uh, all around throughout here. Um, and yet it's time to move on for the next mm-hmm. thing. Well, there is always a time for that. And, yes. and you know, uh, I've always been amazed that you've been able to keep up your duties. <laughs> As a professor, you were the, one of the musical directors at St. Paul's yep. Lutheran Church. So you had so many distractions there. And I'm, I'm guessing really to compose, you need time to sit and reflect and, and think about things. Creativity is stifled if you're constantly distracted by other duties. Yeah, being pulled in many directions mm. has been a, uh, at times more difficult than others. At times, that's also helped feed me, but, uh, you know, inspirationally speaking. But there's so much more that goes into it. There's mm-hmm. the time that I have to devote to um, actually getting the music out there instead of just, just composing it and recording it and playing it, you know. It, it, it deserves more than what I can give it currently. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thankful. I'm, a, I'm happy for you that you're going to have that time now. <laughs> How old were you when you began composing? Because I'm always curious oh. about that. You know, so many of us take music lessons and may become proficient in a particular yeah. instrument. But actually creating your own music is, is a whole nother yes. thing altogether. So I started uh, piano lessons when I was six years old. And within a few short years, I'd already started improvising and composing and reworking other composers' things and doing my own. Uh, Sometimes it would drive my piano teachers nuts, Um, (laughs) but other times uh, they, they really celebrated it. And it's become what I do, and it's just been a natural outgrowth of, of me and my relationship to music itself. Um, and I think that if I were um, in any other discipline, I'd, I'd be creating through that as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, being a composer, writing things down, but also improvising and, and, and playing music at the piano or, or just purely writing it um, at, at my desk has been... Uh, just a joy. And, you know, if, if I don't do it, I can feel it. After after about five days of not doing it, I'm not the same person. I've <laughs> got to compose. I've got to, you know, create something. So, Bill, I'm wondering, when you're out walking, when you're in the woods, say when you yeah. were recording the sparrows for this song, and you think about music, just maybe a line perhaps, mm-hmm. how how do you write that down? How do you save that idea? Do you, do you hum it? Do you, do you Whip out a notebook where you can jot down some notes. How does how does that happen? How does it translate to a, a fuller composition? Yeah, there's three ways that I remember. One is just actually remembering. I mean, I've trained for many, many years um, and with focused energy on how to dictate music that I that I hear, whether it's in my own head or whether it's around me. So that's one way. I, I mean, I actually remember. That can be a little tricky because sometimes I get back and I can't remember all the details. So then, yes, I will often have a small pad, or, or, or sorry, a small notebook, and then I'll be able to write something down. Um, and then, of course, 
we're also, it seems completely attached to our phones. And so I've got various apps on my phone that I can either write things down or record things just even with voice memo. And that's how I actually recorded the um, the bird song in, in in the area. So I was on a walk, I had my iPhone with me, and I just clicked on voice memo and recorded it. Then I got back in the studio, downloaded that, cleaned up the audio, um, used some really cool studio tricks that I know to to make the sound a little bit even more clean and bigger, and uh, went on from there. But yeah, you, you have to take things back um, to your own special place and um, process it again, try to get into that same headspace, and then move into that creative area that, that, that you can then compose with. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my process of collecting information from what, whether I'm out on a walk or at another concert or or wherever I driving around on my bike, whatever it is. You know. It's so interesting to hear because for those of us who don't compose, you know, it just seems always mysterious how, how it uh-huh. happens. And and also, you know, I hear this from say a painter or a sculptor where sometimes it's hard for them to know when their work is complete. Mm, you know, yeah. should I? add in a few more brush strokes or whatever like yeah. how do you know when you're ready to like send your album out into yeah. the world well when the due date is right now that's when i know that it's <laughs> that it's done do you, is I mean, it hard I mean, to not tinker with it oh yeah for sure yeah and even after let's say uh, an orchestra premiere i still go back and revise it mm. and put a little note for for other people that i send the music out that um, there's there's been some revisions since the recording, um, things like that. But um, yeah, so so I, I tinker to a point, and then it's okay. This is what it is, and now I, you know, because I do want to keep creating. I do want to keep composing. That's there's a vitality to creation, and if we're part of that, then then we're never gonna get old, and and we can stay that youthful person that we feel like inside. So by composing also, I'm partnering with whatever we want to call life to keep everything moving in the flow. That's my contribution or one of my contributions. So I just, I just keep with it. It's just part of, you know, who I am. Yeah. Well, Bill Campbell, thank you so much for talking today, and congratulations on your new release. Thank you very much. Together We Rise, the latest album by composer William Campbell, will be available on all streaming services beginning April 28th. Better yet, you can purchase an album through iTunes or on Bandcamp.com. And an album release concert will be held at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, April 29th at St. Ambrose University. For tickets, visit the SAU box office online. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities for WVIK.